0: BLOB TALK RADIO back to another edition of Prayer International Radio. And my name is Chris Herzog. I'll be your host this evening. I should be joined by Brother Paul and possibly Sean. Who knows who's going to show up tonight. just want to thank everybody in the chat room, Minister Grock, and uh, a few people in and out. Uh, just want to thank you tonight. Uh changed up the chat room picture to my wife's favorite chat background. So... You'll notice, uh, actually, we've got J.C. Overcomers in there, too. I just clicked back over, so hey, Cheryl. And I just want to say God bless you to everybody tonight. If you need to call in, our call-in number is 619-638-8458. You can check out our website at www.prayerinternational.org. And, you know, tonight I just want to get into some prayer, and we're going to pray for some nations and begin to get into the Word of God some. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we just give you praise. Thank you for your goodness. Father, we thank you, Lord God, that you are moving to and fro throughout the earth. Father, looking for hearts that are fully yours, Lord. Father, we say, Lord, find that heart in us, Lord. Give us that heart that will worship you, praise you, obey you, listen to you, and glorify you, Lord. And we thank you, Father, that you're doing a work, Father, and that you finish what you start, Lord. Father, we welcome you to finish what you start, Father God. And we thank you, Father God, that that you are not slack concerning your promises. Father, we ask your blessings on every person in the chat room tonight, Father God. Father, every ministry represented for JC Overcomers and, and Minister Grock and for those that will... Be with us later, Lord. We thank you for the ministers that you're raising up, Lord, even on Blog Talk Radio, raising up throughout the earth, raising up, Father God, here in the States, Father, and throughout the nations of the world, Father. We just give you praise. Bless their ministry. Bless their finances, Father. Bless the work of their hands, Lord. Bless their season, Lord. Give them peace and lead them by your Holy Spirit. Father, right now we just thank you, Lord God, that you Our God. Father, you alone are God. And Father, we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor tonight, Lord. We hallow your name, Father, like your word told us. Jesus told us to hallow your name, to set you apart. So we do that, Father, and we say there's only one God. Jehovah God, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for the sacrifice of your son, Jesus. For your blood that was shed on Calvary. We thank you for your Holy Spirit that's moving throughout the earth. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, we just want to thank those of you that are listening. And what we noticed too, um, a lot of people are listening by archive. I have a chance to always get it to the. Let's check us out by archive. Uh, I want to thank It Looks like we've got a Evelyn Adams, JC Overcomer, Mr. Grock, and Wheat Country. Uh, all. Hanging out here, and uh, you know the lines are open. Feel free to call in. Um, get into some scripture for a little bit. I just wanted to just lay some foundation in the Word of God tonight, and then we'll just see where the Holy Spirit takes us. But if if you notice, uh, also, if you want to get into the archives, you can download them as MP3s. The first 15, 20 minutes or so, we're going to be doing worship uh probably for you know for the rest of the week we'll start out the shows, you know, with some worship. Gives you a good chance to worship the Lord and even down those download those to your PC. You can listen to them later. So praise God. You know, I was sitting here thinking and Hebrews eleven six says this. It says, Without faith it's impossible to please God. It's impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You know, God is a faith God, and this walk that he calls us to is a faith walk. You know, he says we don't walk by sight. We don't walk by what we see. We don't necessarily walk by what we feel or what we hear the report of man, but we walk by faith in you know, what God says is impossible, uh, it's impossible. But when man says something is impossible, God says, no, not necessarily. See, he calls things not as though they are. He sees the end from the beginning and the end. A lot of times we don't see the finished product of anything, but anything that's in the process of God, anything that's in a kingdom process, because we can't see the end from the beginning we don't necessarily know how it's going to turn out so it's hard to judge the situation but god says have faith you know trust him believe in him rely on him that's what faith is it's trusting believing relying on god the bible says this it says and I'm going to talk a little bit about faith but hebrews 11:1 says now faith is the substance things hoped for, and the evidence of things not yet seen. And we need to realize faith is substance. There's substance to our faith. It's not just some imaginary belief system that we're just hoping and praying that God may come through. No, it's, it's having substance. It's having trust. It's relying on a God who is a living God. It's believing in God who is going to do what he says he's going to do. The Bible says he's not slack concerning his promises. He's not a man that he should lie. That means he'll do what he says, unlike most people. You know, all of us have been challenged at one time or another to do what we say, and I'm sure at some point in time we've not followed through with that on some level. All of us. The Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So no, there's not one without sin in that respect. Only one. His name is Jesus, one man, who is God also, and only one God who's not a man, and he doesn't lie. But it says faith is substance. It is the substance of the things that we hope for, so it's not just like we're hoping for it. But we're trusting that God will make good on his word. That's what faith really is. It's believing in God's word. It's taking God at his word. And so it's there's a substance to it. The Bible says it's evidence to the things we haven't seen yet. It's like this, it's like having a title deed. If you own a home, which fortunately at this point in the game my wife and I do not, but you know God does have a blessing for us coming down the road so we just thank him for it. But you know we're renting right now, but when you own a home, they give you what they call is the title deed. Okay, and as long as you have that title deed, now you may be renting that home, that home may be in someone else's uh, possession at the time, but as long as someone gives you that title deed with your name and signature on it that says you're the owner or even a car for example, if you have the title to a vehicle and it's got your name on it, it's signed over to you and it says this now belongs to you, then at any point in time you can go and make good on that title and receive your vehicle or make good on your title and obtain your property because you own it it's yours as long as you have that deed then that's proof that's evidence that's substance to what is yours and when God says hey I've got promises I've got benefits in my kingdom he seals it he, he seals it and writes it in the covenant of his blood. He seals it and writes it in his word. He says, all my promises are yes and amen to them that believe. He says, if you come to me, you have to believe that I am. I'm a rewarder of those that diligently seek me. What he's saying is when you come to him, you've got to have faith. When you come to him, you have to trust and believe. Why? Your faith in the finished work of Jesus, your faith in God's word, And what is that? It's your trust in. See, the minute you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, what happens? You're saved. Now, the fact is is you were already saved the minute Jesus was nailed to the cross and shed his blood. But unless you confess it with your mouth, unless you believe it in your heart and confess it with your mouth by faith, then technically your name's not actually written down in the Lamb's Book of Life, even though it's made available to you. It's yours if you want it. But see, that confession is made unto salvation. That confession is like signing your name on the dotted line of the deed. And when you begin to confess the Word of God, concerning your salvation, concerning your healing, concerning your prosperity, concerning your deliverance, Concerning your blessing, concerning everything that God has said. As you begin to believe in your heart and trust in and rely on God in those areas. As you begin to confess, there's something that takes place. And all of a sudden, what you're hoping for, you obtain the substance. All of a sudden, what you're believing for and what you haven't seen yet all of a sudden that faith is evidence and it brings a manifestation into the natural realm. Now, like anything, there's seed time and harvest. You can sow your seed of faith. You can sow your in your prayer and you're standing on the word of God. And in certain seasons, there's a period of time that has to take place before you get your harvest. Now, depending on how that's sown, and depending on what your crop is, and depending on the timing of God, your harvest may spring up. God says there's even a point in time where the harvest is going to overtake the reaper. In other words, before you can even get the seed in the ground, all of a sudden the harvest is springing up. Why? Because, see, God does show mercy whom he shows mercy on. And he does, even before we ask, know what we have need of, the Bible says. So even before we pray... Our Heavenly Father knows what we have need of. But see, Jesus said, and you shall receive. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened. Why? See, there's something about taking your faith and taking your belief and relying on God and asking, stepping out with the words of your mouth. Stepping out with your belief. And then when you're knocking, see, it's one thing. You could stand at somebody's door all day long. Stand at their door all day long. And unless they see you on a camera or something, unless you knock or kick it or ring the bell or whatever the case is. But in this case, Jesus said knock. You know, go figure. The Son of God has manners, right? Of course he does. He says knock on the door. Why? Why? Because if you're not knocking on the door, how's anyone going to know you're there to let you in? And sometimes in the kingdom, there's doors that God wants to open up to you. There's gates. There's blessings. There's leadings of God, places in, in God that He wants to open up to you, new doors. But unless you're knocking by faith. And how do we knock? We knock with our petition and prayer, we knock with our worship. We knock with our gratitude and thankfulness. We knock in a spirit of obedience every time we obey the assignment and the leading of the Lord. In God, we're knocking, Lord. That's how you knock on the doors of heaven, is with your petition and with your praise. See, the Bible says, Swing wide, O you gates, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty. Listen, there was something about this gate. And what swings them wide What unlocks those doors Unlocks those gates You know, the Bible talks about the keys of the kingdom We're talking the keys of the kingdom The keys of David, so to speak And, you know, metaphorically speaking A lot of people have likened these keys uh, Sorry, I was reading the chat room for a minute Just trying to see where everybody was at you know, Jesus gives us these keys of the kingdom, and some uh, scriptures they refer to him as the key of David, or you'll hear these different keys referred to. And I believe these keys are keys of worship, keys of praise, keys of prayer, you know, gratefulness and thanksgiving. There are different things that the Lord has given us the blood of Jesus. Because the Bible says we overcome with the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Just the word of our testimony. Listen, when you confess him before men, what happens? He opens up to you eternal life. So there's a door that's opened. He says, behold, I stand at your door and knock. And not only do you knock on God's door and God's gate sometimes, but he knocks on your door and your gate sometimes. And he says... Open up and I'll come in and I'll sup with you. I'll be with you. I'll abide with you. You'll abide in me. I'll abide in you if my word abides in you and I abide in you. Then my Father and you will be one. You and I will be one. The Spirit will be one. Read the, the Gospel of John, chapter 14, 15, 16. Meditate on that abiding, abiding, being one with, getting that word engrafted in you, being one with. Not only Jesus, not only one with the Spirit, not only one with the Father and the Word, but then he takes it a step further and says, I want all my children to be one and get in unity. That's New Testament. John 14, chapter 15, chapter 16, the Gospel. But the Old Testament version of that is Psalm 133. says, how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell in unity. And then they liken it to the precious oil that flows down uh, from the head of Aaron, down the beard, down the skirt, all the way down to the hem of his garment. And he says it's like the dew of Mount Hermon. He begins to liken this unity with an anointing. He says that the the grapes are found in, in clusters, the wine's found in the clusters. What's he saying? Look, when we begin to gather liken to like unto like, he takes gold and gold and silver, and he, he pairs it up together when he builds the things in his temple. Why? See, God doesn't like mixture. He wants the people set apart for himself. And the way we start this sanctification process, this consecration process, yes, it involves holy living and, and right lifestyle, but, you know, that's an outward expression that starts on the inside see if the root is whole if the root is holy if the root is good guess what the fruit will be good but you can take a perfectly healthy tree and you pour enough salt and enough chemical on the system of that tree and it dies then the fruit won't be produced properly so see when you fix what's on the inside it changes the expression of what the outside see. And there's an inner working of God that's taking place in us called our sanctification. Now, this does involve disciplines, it does involve taking up your cross and denying your flesh and seeking the Lord so that the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life don't get the best of you. Jesus was tempted by it, Adam and Eve tempted by it later in the epistles. We're talked about in Peter and James, talking about even the book of John, how we're tempted by the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. Constantly we see these same three temptations. The Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. Be not ignorant of the devil's devices because he's got wicked schemes. But the Bible says that the wise man, in Proverbs, it says the wise man foresees the evil and he prepares himself. And see, if we're, we're being those watchmen on the walls, like I mentioned last time, I think, the watchman climbs up in the watchtower and he looks up ahead of the road and he waits for his enemy or the messenger or the other army to come up the road so that he can warn the people with plenty of time to prepare. Also, that gives the watchman time to prepare for himself. And as watchmen, we have to watch out for ourselves. We have to watch out for our families, watch out for the family of God. Watch out for the body of Christ. And if we're called to leadership, then that may involve churches and neighborhoods and cities and 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 not just one person. But we're to climb up in our watchtower. Jesus said watch and pray. He didn't just say pray. He said watch and pray. Which means not only are you speaking and listening, which is prayer, Asking and receiving, seeking and finding, knocking and the door being open. See, it's not just a one-way situation. Prayer is two-sided, not only dialoguing with God but but receiving impartations of the Holy Spirit, receiving motivation and blessings and, and different gifts and different things that the Lord would impart to you on different levels. But it's also watching, it's also having the the perspective, the kingly, the heavenly perspective that takes you up above your circumstances, up above your situation. Maybe not out of the situation, but it can take a above the situation. And when you begin to get God's perspective on something, you begin to ask God for his wisdom and his knowledge and his understanding on something, it will begin to change the way you perceive. Circumstance and the way maybe you Perceive yourself or Others And it can totally affect the outcome of that situation But this takes a lot of Consecrating and sanctification There's a, you know the Bible says Iron sharpens iron so does one man sharpen another But just like people Sharpen each other You know God can sharpen people or the word of God Can sharpen people, it says that the word of God is sharper than a two-edged sword. It separates the the bone and the marrow. It separates the thoughts and the intents of the heart. What it says is when you begin to look into the Bible, and you begin to see what holiness is, and you begin to see what right living is, you begin to see what a right attitude is, you begin to see God's way of doing things, and you begin to that word to sift and see into your life. The Bible says it's kind of like looking into a mirror and you see what you really look like. It says when a, you behold yourself in the perfect law of liberty, it's like when a man looks into a mirror and he sees himself, but then when he goes away he forgets what he looks like. What this is saying is when you are constantly in the word of God, God's word will judge the thoughts in the intents of your heart. You won't even need a man or a woman to judge you because the Holy Spirit himself will be your teacher. God's word itself will begin to judge you and and convict you and convince you of his righteousness, convict convict you of your sin and begin to show you where you need to turn or repent or change. All of us, we all go through this process. That's what the word does, is it separates your thoughts and intents. And you begin to say, "Do, do I really think like God thinks? And you begin to see that his ways are higher than your ways. And you begin to, if you're a child of God, you want to be conformed into His ways, conformed into His. That's why we have the Word of God. It's not just to have a Bible study or a Sunday school lesson, but it's so that we can be transformed, conformed into the image of Christ, which means transform means metamorphosis, metamorpho, metamorpho. What does that word mean? It's it's the same word when I A caterpillar or a a worm goes into a cocoon and becomes a moth or a butterfly, it has a metamorphosis, a transformation. It changes. It actually changes. And God's word, as you behold his word and behold him and his glory and his presence, you're changed. Now we're not talking about just dogmatic Bible study. The Bible says the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. And if you don't have the Holy Spirit breathing on those words of life, then it could actually at times do more to hinder your spirit than to help. Let me explain. Jesus came to the Pharisees. And a lot of times I'll paraphrase. If you guys know where these scriptures are, pop them in there because I'm just kind of – we'll just call it Holy Ghost rambling tonight for a little bit. And then I'll get back into some text, into some word. But Jesus came to the Pharisees and he says, uh, you search the scriptures because you think in them you find life. But it's me that you're looking for. That's what the Bible says. That's what Jesus said to the Pharisees. And when I read that, I realized, you know, we, we read the Bible because we think that that's what we're supposed to do to be Christians. That's the discipline we have. But if we're not finding Christ. If we're not encountering Christ in the word, if we're not experiencing God in the word and his living breathing presence and experiencing him as a result of reading that word, then we're not we're not getting what God intended for us. If you're not seeing Christ in the word, if you're not receiving Christ in the word, experiencing Christ the living God, then all you've got is a Bible study. And even the Mormons have that. And if this offends you, forgive me. But you can go into a church that doesn't even have the Holy Spirit or have Christ and sit down and read the Bible. It doesn't make you a Christian. There's Jehovah's Witnesses. There's Mormons. There's other uh, groups out there that read the the Bible, but they're not born again. They don't have Christ. They don't have the Holy Spirit in their lives. So if you're reading the Bible... Make it as a means to find Christ. Not just not just a history lesson, not just a good Sunday school teaching. Or some information. We we've had enough information. I mean, God did say my people perish for a lack of knowledge, but he also said knowledge puffeth up. And with the internet and everything out there, we've got information overload. Information overload. You know, and the more information we get, you know, Jesus said narrow is the way, and few find it. And broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there's a lot of gospels out there that people can preach from the Holy Bible. But there's only one Savior. There's only one God. There's only one Lord. It doesn't matter what gospel you're preaching. If you don't have the, the the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, if you don't have the Father Jehovah God the Father as your Heavenly Father, if you don't have the Holy Spirit filling you, leading you, guiding you, speaking to you, directing your path through the will of the Father, through the Bible, then you're missing it. And you've become a modern-day Pharisee a modern-day Sadducee, and sadly enough, Jesus said himself, many will come to me on that day and say, Lord, Lord, look what we did in your name. And he'll say, depart from me, I never knew you. And like my brother Paul says sometimes, he can walk out to that barn, you know, he's in the country, he can walk out to that barn and stand there all day long yelling, moo, moo. But it doesn't make him a cow. You can go into church all day long and flap your lips and jump in jacks and jump up and down and quote the Bible all day long. But if you have not had a living in the Lord Jesus Christ and have been born again and touched by his spirit and raised into newness of life, listen, I, I don't know what to tell you except have an encounter with the living God. Turn from your sins, repent, confess Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Accept his sacrifice of his blood, his shed blood that was shed on the cross. Receive him by faith. Realize that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Not one is righteous. Not one. And apart from him, you can do nothing. Apart from Christ, you don't have a rock to stand on. He is your rock. And people tell me, and they told my wife this, that would they think we use Christianity or religion like a crutch. And, and my response to my wife was this one day when the, uh, a dear friend told us that. I told her, well, next time they tell you that, you tell them, you know, Christianity isn't a crutch for me. It's a stretcher. I can't even limp into heaven without it. You know, Christianity is not a crutch. If Christianity is your crutch... If you can still limp, limp your way in by your own works, you've missed it. Okay, because it's only by the blood of the Lamb. It's only by. The Lamb. And I will say this for those of you that want to cry, grace, grace, grace. And this may offend that we may lose half our listeners right now. But, you know, the gospel of grace is not a license to sin and live however you want to. And then, you know, say, oh, Jesus, I knew what I was doing, but I knew you were going to forgive me anyways. No. The gospel of grace is this. God loves you enough to forgive you of your sin, but he's gracious enough to give you the Holy Spirit to keep you from your sin. And at any moment, even though he writes your name in the book of life, it says he can blot your name out of the book of life and why would he spew you out of your mouth and I heard this tonight from Sister Cheryl but it, it rang a, struck a chord with me how could God spew you out of his mouth if you weren't in God to begin with that means at one point you're in God but the things you're doing make him so sick that he spews you out so that means at one point you were in God and even though he says no man can pluck you out of my hand I believe that. No man can can cause you to lose. No woman or man can cause you to lose your salvation. You make your own choice. You choose you this day whom you will serve. God sets before you a blessing and a curse, life and death. Choose. And every day you have a choice to either follow God or walk away. And he'll let you walk away. Hell was never prepared for man. It was prepared for the devil and his angels. God wishes that none should perish, but that all come to repentance. But if you willfully choose your plan instead of his, there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end of it is death. And we could sit and argue eternal security, or one saved, always saved, or can you lose your salvation? Listen, there's all kinds of doctrines out there, all kinds of theologies out there. The bottom line is God is looking for hearts that are fully his. And you know in your heart, if you're doing everything you know to do, if you're walking in obedience, okay? I'm not saying it's based on your works, but it's based on your heart. You know, if you know God says don't do it, don't do it. If you know God says to do something, then you better do it. It's that simple. It's a real easy gospel. It's called obedience. It's the gospel of obedience. Okay, yes, we have the blood of Jesus because you're not even getting in the door without it, period. You can't even approach God to ask him for forgiveness. You can't even go to God and say sorry unless you're covered in the blood. So you can't even get in the door. But if you want to stay in the house, you got to play by daddy's rules. That's the bottom line. If you want to stay in daddy's house, you got to play by daddy's rules. So, coming in tonight, it's actually we got about 10 minutes to 11. This is Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog. Our caller number is 619 638 8458. The website is www.prayerinternational.org. And I think we are going to break for a song and just kind of see what's going on. And I'll be in the chat room briefly. I Sorry, I, you know, once I get talking for a little bit, I, it's hard for me to chat and talk at the same time. So uh, praise God, we're gonna kick it up a notch with a little uh, Misty Edwards, and just give you some time to soak in that word. So Father, I just pray that you'd let some of this word soak into their spirits tonight, Father, and let your words resonate on the inside of every man, every woman that's listening tonight, Father and Lord. I pray your grace and your blessings over them, Father. I pray your Holy Spirit and your peace come over them tonight as they worship uh take them into your presence and fill them with the the presence of the living God tonight, Lord, let them experience you, let them encounter you, and I just thank you, Lord,
1: oh come.
0: All right, praise God. Well, we're back. Welcome back to another edition of Prayer International Radio, just taking some time to worship the Lord. You know, it's one thing we don't hesitate to do. Anytime we feel led by the Spirit, anytime we feel that pull, that draw, to just kind of shift gears and go into the wall, we'll just stop, you know. Um if you've been with us this last month, we've had our brother Paul on the line quite a bit with us uh, almost every night, I think, for about 30 days or so. And, you know, we've sort of changed up our format a little bit. We've had more of a panel discussion, kind of, I guess, pass it around, preaching, sharing, praying, you know, people calling in kind of thing. But tonight I really wanted to get into the Word uh, a little bit and, you know, we did that for a while. And tonight I'm actually joined by my brother Paul uh, from Kansas. Kansas. Paul, are you there?
2: Hi. Are you there? How you doing?
0: Doing good. You may want to turn down the speakers just get a little feedback,
2: um,
0: just in case. But uh, I was going to actually turn it over to you for a little bit if you want, and then I figured we'd get into some prayer, and then I'm probably going to get back into the Word towards the end of the show. But um, yeah, about what's going on... and or what you want to pray about, what's what's on your heart, and, you know, I just figured I'd throw it your way for a minute. Well,
2: um, how is that? Can you hear me okay right now? Oh, yeah,
0: you're good. Okay.
2: Well, we just got back in. Um, I had to go pick up Papa Moses, as you know. He has, uh... He arrived in uh, Dallas, Texas, and was spending a week there uh, with the ministry. What was the name of the ministry, Papa? Uh,
3: Palace of Prayer Ministries. Palace he uh, was, visiting Prayer Prayer.
2: Prayer. he uh, was visiting at God's Palace of Prayer Ministry. there off of Plano and George Bush toe, uh, Turnpike. Uh, uh, that's like uh, 15 minutes and from, from he us. was working on... The angels were busy working on a miracle farm to get him transportation from Dallas to Kansas, um, and then of course I said, "Well, Papa, we got to get you from Kansas back to Houston, and if we don't, I guess we'll just add a room on for the prophet." And he said, "My son, my son, you know we work, we 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 serve a miracle-working God." He said, "Don't worry about it; it is done." So later on that Amen. night, he called me and said that God provided his airfare, you know, his fare to get up here. And God's providing his fare to get him back to where he's going unless he goes to North Carolina to see Sherita Barry, the prophet, prophetess. Um, and, you know, he's, uh, he's on a Holy Ghost tour right now. Um, Amen. And we got him sitting in the prayer room here live in Kansas. Um and I'm gonna let him have a word for everybody tonight. Um he's been singing all the way home. Papa
1: Hallelujah. Come over here. Hallelujah.
3: Brothers and sisters who are listening to me. Good evening, and may the Lord be glorified. That I am in the city of Kingston, where my son is now, to visit him and see how he's doing. I thank God for making me to be here, because the Bible declares that we don't move on our own. We move with the angelic assistance. We move with the angels assisting us in every way, wherever we go. That's why the Bible declares it categorically, said You can't call yourself a Christian except you are Christ-like, which simply means except you are worshiping God in spirit and in truth. Because why? The Word of God is written by the Holy Spirit. And the only person who can interpret the Word of God for people to comprehend and for people to benefit is the writer of the the Word of God. That's why the Bible declares, It said, if a man is not born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So born again is not a church. It's a spiritual life that each and every one must strive to possess or to belong to him. It is that life that has united me with my son from the creation. Because the Bible declares it said, before we were created in our mother's wombs, he knew us. And united us because of the blood. I want to share this with you that the name of Jesus, the reason why it is highly exalted, is because that name has life. That's why the Bible says he is the way, the truth, and the life. Now the five letter words of the name of Jesus, if you have a pen, just write it down, and if you go to your concordance, you see and you get exactly what Papa is saying. The name of Jesus is highly exalted, and by the revelation of the Holy Ghost, he gave me why the name of Jesus was highly exalted, or is highly exalted. Why? Because that name carries the totality of man's request, or man's desire. You know, when man had failed, or when man sinned in the, in the garden, there was now a mirroring in heaven, asking, what will we do in order to redeem man whom we created in our own image? Now, the meeting was held, and then they were contemplating. Ah, Gabriel, will you go? Gabriel said, no, I can't go, Daddy. I can't go, sir. I'm, I'm just an angel. I'm not human. I'm a spirit. Michael, can you go? Michael said, no, I'm only a warrior. But who will go down there to save these people that Satan has taken over? And Jesus said, Papa, don't worry. I am going to leave my kingdom, the the glory and the luxury of my kingdom. I will go down there to set those people free. And the Bible declares that Jesus was therefore empowered with a name above every name. The ministry of Jesus. I'm preaching this so that if you are a pastor, you should be able to preach it in your congregation. Before he left heaven to come, he was granted with a name and a vision, and the commission and the reason he was said he was being sent to the earth. He came with a commission upon his name. He said, "Go down there." It is only man who can save man. Because animal blood could not save man. They needed only man with his own blood to save man. (coughs) Sorry. And then he was sent. Before he arrived. Now let me give you this revelation again. Jesus, before he arrived, the prophets that prophesied that Jesus was coming in Isaiah. In everywhere. The prophets did not know when Jesus came. But guess what? The people who knew, whom God wanted them to know, that Jesus has come, were instead the agents of Satan. The three wise men from the east. They were not prophets of God. They were the Magis. They were people who could read the stars. If you read Daniel, when King Nebuchadnezzar called all the magicians, all the astrologers to come and tell him about the dream, they couldn't. These were the people whom God told them. He said the king that was prophesied in the scriptures has been born. He's in Bethlehem of Judah. Now the soldiers, their, cam- their camels, all the way from the east, and got to Jerusalem and told the king that the king that has been prophesied, is I mean King Herod. They told Herod that the king that we have been waiting has been born. So we are going to worship him. But here is Herod. Herod did not know where the king was born. You know, my brothers and sisters, Satan is not omniscient. Satan cannot be everywhere. He didn't know where Jesus was born. So he had to tell the magis, the the, the astrologers, go, when you find him, come and give me word. And thank God for the Holy Spirit. Thank God for the angels and assignment. When they came, listen to what they did. This revelation will will, will give you an insight why authority has been given to us. I'm taking your time and a few minutes to preach this because when Jesus came, I want to give you the interpretation of the five letters of of Jesus. Why those letters are very, very powerful? Because when Jesus arrived, the wise men from the east, they came as representatives of Satan. They came and did obeisance. Obeisance simply means they came and surrendered, obeyed, to that king of kings, whose government of the world was pulled or is put, upon his shoulders. And when they came, listen to what they did. Because man had handed to Jesus the totality of the authority that he had from God. By the reason of the fall, man lost what? Lost the authority that was given to him. Lost the glory that was given to him. Lost the power. Lost everything. But guess what? It was man that fell, and it is man who was supposed to come and give back, back to Jesus, that which man was deprived of. And guess what? When Jesus arrived, it was the agents of Satan whom God used for them to come first and bow. Whenever you bow to anybody, it's a sign of submission. And they bowed. There were three of them. They bowed, each and every one bowed, submitting back to Jesus the authority that man lost. They did not come empty handed. They came with silver. They surrendered. They came with gold. They surrendered, which meant that the silver, the prosperity that man had lost, they came and gave all back to Jesus so that Jesus, in the course of his ministry, he will give back all to you. So Satan gave everything fast through his disciples, with his disciples. That is the wise men. He didn't know, because he's not omniscient. And here I want to let you know, that is one of the first miracles where Jesus was empowered, with the victory already. So before the victory could be effected in the wilderness and in the grave, the victory was already effected from the day he was born. The agents of Satan came and gave back all and sundry. That man was deprived of. And then his name that he was given, because if you read Isaiah, he said, the government of the nation, or oh Samuel, in the prophecies, they say a child shall be born, and the government of this world shall be upon him. Now listen, before he left from heaven, it said his name shall be Jesus. J-E-S-U-S. J stands for justification. The justifier. So he was coming to to justify you and me that the devil will have no reason to accuse you any longer. Because the devil is the accuser of brethren. So Jesus came to justify you and me. So Jesus is our justifier. So he came to give us justification. Two, Jesus came that because man had lost the glory, he lost the eternity. And as he lost the eternity, his relationship with heaven was cut off. So guess what? On the body of Jesus, he was put there to represent a giver of eternal life. If you read the John's Gospel, that Jesus, he came to give us eternal life. That Jesus came to give us salvation, to redeem us. The word salvation is a noun that is coming out from the verb salvage. Jesus came to salvage us from the pit of hell. Jesus came to salvage us from what? from the powers of darkness. Jesus came to salvage us from sicknesses, from imprisonment. That's why the Bible declares it in John 4, 18. Jesus is saying and telling his disciples. Said, listen, my brothers, listen, my disciples. The anointing of God is upon me to preach the gospel. So you therefore agree with me that without you being born again, Free with the Holy Spirit, you cannot preach the gospel. It said, The anointing of God is upon me to preach the gospel, to heal the sick, to deliver the captives. And you would therefore agree with me that without the anointing, you as a pastor, you as a believer, you cannot do this. That's why the Bible says, It says, signs and wonders will follow that believe in my name. So then after earth, it said because they that have received justification, they that have received eternity, they that have been salvaged and have given have been given salvation, it says they will live in unity. And this you find it in Acts of the Apostles chapter two. The Bible says they were together when they received the Holy Spirit. The church in the upper room was living in unity. And when that church was living in unity, what happened? They shared together. They share together. You brought and all we shared. You brought and all we shared. You brought and all we shared. They were living in unity. You stands for unity. And S in his name stands for what? Ah, look, look at what this guy said. Joshua said, he said, as for me, this word will not depart from my mouth. He said, I will meditate in it day and night. And in it, I will have good success. And you cannot have good success except you have Jesus. So I want to let you know that the name J-E-S-U-S is very important. It carries the totality of what man has lost. And restoration is in no other name. Tomorrow, I'm going to preach to you the name of Christ. What is the name, the meaning of Christ? The sixth letter was what do they represent? They represent the totality of the man's spirit. But today, I've given you the name of Jesus, that it is a name that is above every name. Why? Because it has come to give us justification. He has come to give us eternity. He has come to give us salvation. He has come to cause us to live in unity and above all to have good success. That is what I have for you this evening as as a gift that i brought from you, I've brought to you into Kansas, or is it cancers, or Kingston Ah, and to tell the Lord that by the reason of my coming here, let this revelation give you the possibility of praying right. And I want to show you how you can pray with that name. You can pray with that name in this way. Because you have gotten the five-letter words of that name. And you now know that the five-letter words have been giving you back that which you lost. And because that has been given you, you pray like this. Oh, Jesus, in the name of Jesus. I come boldly to the throne of grace, and I receive that which the Lord has placed upon the altar, that which the Lord has placed upon the, uh, sorry, upon the 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 the, uh, the the cross. I declare and I decree that by the reason of my acceptance of Jesus as my Lord and Savior, therefore, Lord, you have granted to me justification, and I receive you as my Justifier. Therefore, the enemy, who is the devil, will not accuse me any longer. And Lord, I thank you that man lost salvation, that man lost eternity. The eternity that man lost, they cut off from heaven, they cut off. That heaven was called from the earth. The restoration has been done. I received from today the reason of my acceptance of Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Eternity has been guaranteed me. Eternal life has been made available to me. I thank you, Jesus. And above all, O oh Lord, I thank you that you came to salvage me from the pit of hell. You came to salvage me from sin. This day... Salvation is my portion. Salvation is my portion. I'm salvaged from sicknesses. I'm salvaged from disease. I'm salvaged from imprisonment of the enemy. I'm salvaged, Lord. Thank you for my salvation. And above all, you are causing me to live in unity. As I live in unity, I will be sharing with others. That which I have, I will share with others. I will share with love. In the name of Jesus, I thank you. From this day, let good success be my portion. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. Here is the name of Jesus. If you take your concordance, this which I have given you, is not by sense knowledge, it's by revelation. Take your concordance, you yourself, open, you see justification is for you. Eternal life is by Jesus. Salvation is by Jesus. Living in unity, acts of the apostles, is by Jesus, and good success is by Jesus. May the Lord bless you, and I thank God for bringing me. As I pray for you this hour, let me pray one only prayer, that anyone who is on the line now, who is hearing my voice, will go back and sleep very peacefully. Father, I thank you for bringing me to this part of, of the nation. I thank you, O oh Lord, for the nation of America. It's a nation you told me that you delighted in that nation and created it, O Lord, to carry, O Lord, the image of yours. I decree and I declare that the works of Satan that are manifesting now in this nation. I stand, O Lord, according to your word. Father, you say you sought for a man to stand in the gap. Since I came to America, I've been standing in the gap, O Lord, for this nation. And the works of Satan, O Lord, will never prevail. I declare and I join my faith with my brethren. And we pray for the salvation and the continual deliverance of America from the works of Satan. I thank you, even for they that are hearing my voice. Father, by the knowledge of the name of Jesus, by the interpretation of the name of Jesus, I pray that whatever be their pro- problem, the name of Jesus overrides every works of Satan in our bodies. It overrides sicknesses, overrides difficulty. overrides lack, overrides everything, oh Lord. And they that call upon that name. You said they will never be put to shame. Father, I thank you. I bless my brothers and sisters who are listening. I pray, oh my Lord, oh my God, that you meet each and everyone at the point of their needs because you are the supplier of all our needs. Ah, thank you, Lord. I bless your name. It is worthy. Holy God, do it again. Do it. In our lives right now, Lord. Open our eyes to see Jesus, who is seated upon the throne. Lord, you are my God. I love you, Lord. I worship you. <coughs> Sorry, Adore your name, oh my Lord. Father, I want to say thank you for Jesus. You send Jesus to come and give us eternal life. I give you all the glory. I thank you for bringing me to meet my brothers throughout this media. It is you, O oh Lord, who gave them the knowledge to put this into into, into place. Father, bless them. Whatever they so, O oh Lord, to get the soul saved, bless them. Because one soul saved is a miracle, and heaven is rejoicing. Thank you, Daddy. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. There is one brother
1: brother
3: who I prayed for in, in no, a woman with with diabetes. This woman is in New York. The hospital had rejected her because the diabetes was to the highest grade. She was only carrying tubes, tubes and and a machine. And the hospital said, no, Mama, madam, we can't do anything. Go home. There is nothing we can do. And when she got home, she knew that she was going to die because her condition was unbearable. But listen, the Bible says at the mention of the name of Jesus, every other name, every knee will bow. So they gave her my telephone number. The pastor who gave her my telephone number said, call this number. Call this man. And they called me at 1141 p.m. Houston time. And I said, who is calling me with 341? 347 number. And when I say hello, it says, My name is Mary. Your number, your number has been given to me to call you. I have a problem that I cannot solve. Hospital has rejected me. And I have diabetes up to the last grade. And I am living only with tubes in my nose and my mouth. So I've been I've been giving your number that I should call you for you to pray for me. Ah, because I know that Jesus very preferentially. Because I saw him on that day of his calling me to preach the gospel. And I went to heaven and I declared the council of heaven and I brought the name of Jesus to acquaint it with the sickness. Because the Bible says at the mention of the name of Jesus every other name will bow. Every knee will bow. And I declared the name of Jesus and I commanded Diabetes because the is a demon. I commanded the habitus to bow out from that body. And guess what? After the prayer, I prayed about 41 minutes. And the woman went to sleep. She slept for two consecutive days. And when she woke up, all the cables were falling off. And today, the woman is moving with no cables. Her strength has come back. That is the Jesus you are serving. The Bible says, signs are wonders will follow you. You must do everything to have signs and wonders in whatever you are doing. So shall it be with you. In Jesus' name, Amen. Good night. Amen. 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 Praise,
0: o- I'm okay. well, Praise the, the
3: Lord. Hallelujah. Okay.
2: Praise the Lord. Papa, give me the fire Hurry. Give me the fire extinguisher. Yeah, All see, right, well, you guys got a So we're
0: having to put it out right quick before the studio, before we have to call 911. How are y'all doing out there? <laughs> doing good, brother. <laughs> doing good. In case you guys oh, really? haven't figured out Paul's sense of humor yet, um, obviously they don't have a real fire in there. But um, you know that Holy Ghost, man, when he comes down, it, it gets hot, let me tell you. It's funny. Uh, you know, I was on uh, Sister Cheryl's show earlier tonight, and, and that was kind of the subject of the show was fire. And, so, well, one of the subjects, we were talking about Holy Ghost fire and the fire of God and the judgment fire and just different Amen. Uh, types of fire, you know. And, uh, you know, one of the references, we talked about the presence of God and, you know, uh, um, just a lot of different things. But, you know, God is refining his church by fire, you know, his Holy Spirit. Is coming in and uh, it's burning up everything that's not of God. It's burning up everything that doesn't, whether that's sin or sickness or anything that does not agree with the knowledge of God. God is using his Holy Spirit and his word as a fire to burn it up. And he uses his ministers, uh, like, like we were talking about earlier tonight, as flames of fire. And, you know, Papa Moses, we just want to thank you, brother, uh, for just sharing your heart, sharing the word of the Lord, declaring and and decreeing and praying. And I know everyone that was listening was blessed. Um, I could just see, you know, by some of the comments in the chat room. And, you know, I'm just glad. Uh, One thing you'll know about Sean and I and and Paul, he's been, you know, on, on the platform for about a month now, but we... Uh, want to be very inclusive You know in what we do We we don't ever want to feel like We're the only ones that have the word Or the only ones that have something to say And when we recognize gifted men and women of God That have an anointing Or carry an office Or a function in the body of Christ And they're people of character Then we are more than happy We are honored and blessed Privileged to have these men and women On our show And tonight you know uh, Papa Moses Happened to be in, uh, you know, Paul, came to visit Paul uh, in Kensington where he lives. And so it just kind of worked out where we were able to have him on tonight. So I just want to, you know, say what a blessing. You know, it's not every night we get to have him on, although he has called in uh, from different cities and different places, uh, you know, before. And I imagine he will in the future. So, you know, he's always welcome uh, on this platform. And I just wanted to say that and just thank those of you and if you're struggling, listen, if you're struggling in your body, you know this is the deal. Jesus is the healer. But the bottom he gives gifts to men, he gives gifts to women. He gifts uh gives giftings to certain people, spiritual giftings, gifts of healing, gifts of deliverance. And certain people function and flow in certain capacities a lot stronger than others. But you know, um, want to say this you know if uh you need prayer for healing uh we'll put some of his information up and, and that goes for paul these guys have had tremendous uh successes in praying sickness off of people praying deliverance you know for people uh seeing people completely healed by the power of god and by the blood of jesus the name of jesus and you know i i won't say that i've you know seen the same things but you know I I'm gifted in other areas personally that that I believe but these guys really flow in a in a healing gift. And so if you're in those areas or you want some impartation or some understanding or maybe need some uh just some insight on maybe how to deliver uh do walk through deliverance or help minister healing to somebody, uh, you know, Paul, I'll just encourage you, Paul, if you can Throw some info or Facebook or or whatever you got, you know, where they can touch base with Papa. Um, You know, and of course, we'll have our information up. If you need to reach uh, Paul, you can get into our email and he'll get that, you know, if you want to email us or whatever. Uh, We'll make sure that gets forwarded to him. And, um, you know, so just wanted to put that out there, too. You know, we're praying, we're declaring that Jesus is still a healer, he's a deliverer, he's a provider. So whatever you're believing him for, just trust the Lord. And I want to say this because it's a subject that's kind of been in my heart lately. Um, and then I'm going to turn it I'm going to just talk for about two minutes, just two, and then I'm going to turn it over to Paul for a minute. But, you know, we were talking about how sometimes when we first get saved, you know, God starts pouring out. And Brother Paul and I were talking about this today. God starts pouring out, and, and, and his walk was a little different than some. When he first came to the Lord, God just started doing miracles left and right through this brother. You know, when he would pray, the house would come down. When he would pray, miracles would happen. When he'd lay hands on somebody, they'd get healed. And it was a very quick work. And when he would pray, uh, he would see results very quickly, okay? Um, but like he'll tell you, a lot of times we pray and we see God moving, and we see God moving, and it's so quickly. Sometimes we don't take the time to develop our prayer life or develop our relationship with God personally. And what we end up doing a lot of times is we have this relationship with prayer or a relationship with the Bible, a relationship with what God's doing and not necessarily with God himself and really cultivating and developing that, that one-on-one intimate relationship. And so, you know, um, we're we're both in a process and i'm sure everybody is where god is kind of refining that again you know um the the term that's used in revelation is th- that fire of first love you know that 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 first love relationship you know god is awakening hearts and drawing his people back to intimacy with him and you know i know personally he's doing that in in my life in my wife's life he's doing that in paul and his wife you know in their lives um where You know, and don't get me wrong, we're moving, and God's at work in our prayers. um, And, you know, at work even when we're not praying, okay, he's moving and doing and healing and delivering, um, you know, even when we're not doing these things. But, you know, um, he's about intimacy, and God is about relationship, and concerned about your heart, and God's more concerned about cultivating that relationship than any of the blessings that are really a byproduct of it. You know, sometimes he's just got to get us to a place where we'll pray and we'll talk to him about it. We'll we'll commune with him. You know, a lot of times we're waiting on God to do a miracle, and he's sitting there waiting on us to come into fellowship with him. Or he's waiting on us to obey what he told us to do the last time we were talking to him. You know, uh, sometimes he's waiting on us, and until we step out, until we are obedient, until we... Ask and pray and knock We won't see those miracles And so I just want to encourage everybody in that You know, seek God uh, Develop and cultivate that relationship Develop and cultivate that intimate You know, union with the Lord Apart from your Bible studies Apart from your church services Apart from, you know, the media streams Whether it be television or cable or radio Or whatever it is But really cultivate that one-on-one relationship with the Lord and and make it personal. And keep it personal. Um, Because a lot of times we can start off right and the more we get indoctrinated, the more we have people put their two cents in, the further away from God we actually get. So, you know, just make sure your teaching and what you're receiving is balanced. And make sure, you know, like we said earlier, the Bible, Jesus said, you search the scriptures because you think in them they have life, but it's me that they're testifying of. It's me that you're looking for, guys. And if you're not finding Jesus, the living God, in the scriptures, then you're not really finding, you know, God. You're just finding, you know, maybe a history lesson. Or you're finding uh, a Bible study. But God's more than that. So, with that being said, I'm going to roll it over to Paul. Hey, brother.
2: I'm here.
0: All right. I'm going to roll it over to you for a little bit. and You may want to turn that speaker down, though, because uh, I'm getting that feedback again. But if you can turn that speaker down and just roll
2: with it for a little bit
0: and, uh, you know, let's see where the Holy Ghost takes us.
2: Okay. Well, I am posting in the chat room Uh. I've already posted this on Little One Tons' Skype page. All right. But how to develop a strong prayer life, as you was talking about.
0: Hey, while you're talking, I'm going to go into the screening room, so keep rolling with it. I'll be back. All right.
2: All right. As I was telling Christopher today, four years ago, I didn't have these tools available. That is now available for free. At one point, IHOP when they were starting out, Mike Bickle and them, in order to be in the, in the, uh, go to their website, you had to be a member. And of course, as he grew, um, his ministry blew just blew up. Um, and when you see his video on how to develop. A strong prayer life. A lot of people may think they really have a strong prayer life. And for me, I didn't even have a strong prayer life. And when the Holy Spirit was poured out in my life, obviously because of my past and my testimony, everyone knew based on who I was in my past, that it was what was going on in my new life as a Christian, it had to be God. Because after being involved with drugs and alcohol and wine, rhythm, and song for 35 years and being incarcerated 33 times, there's no way humanly possible that someone like me to be out there praying for people, laying hands on people, and people getting healed. You know, people. My mother-in-law couldn't see an inch and a half tall letter on her shampoo bottle. You know, God gave her eyes that she could see the littlest letters on the bottom of, uh, on the back of Coca-Cola on on coupons. Um, you know, documented healings with her teeth, abscessed tooth, her whole side of her face swollen, her eyes shut. You know, x-rays showing the incest tooth. you know, anyone that knew my past knew that it was God. And that's the neat thing about God. But the sad part about it was, was God had blessed me so much with signs and wonders and miracles that I never had a prayer life with him. So at the front of my ministry, right out of the gate, I had all this fruit falling off the tree and, you know, I still have fruit, you know. Two days ago, I was praying for this big old mole on the side of my head, and half of it's already gone. Um, and I'm, I'm still commanding in the name of Jesus that every seed and root, every tentacle, every bit of skin, every bit of epidermis will die in Jesus' name, and it won't be there. And uh, I'm glad that part of it's still there because the promise keeper's in the morning. I'm going to show everybody, you know. And... I'm going to go back one day, and it's going to be gone. It's like all the warts and moes and everything else on my body. But, you know, the reason why we're sharing these links with you guys, you may have a prayer life that's better than Mike Bickles. God bless you, you know. But maybe one out of 100 people that are in the church really do have a prayer life, really do have a prayer life that has any fruit in it and So what we want to do is we want to go out and show you guys sources that we have. And if you have some that are better or you think it's just as good, please share them with us. Because I can tell you today as a believer that I was telling Christopher probably four years ago if I had these links. And, of course, one of them wasn't done until October 2010 on how to develop a powerful prayer life. um, It may not have been my time. But today I'm taking this, and I'm getting some meat out of it. You know, we just got back in from uh, Hayes, Kansas, and one of the things I went down there and I did, I bought me a nice um, eel notebook that I can get me all my prayer lined up, who I'm going to pray for, what the needs are, for the fruit, thankfulness, you know, I'm going to give me a prayer line like I was telling my wife. An hour is nothing. You know, when you when you have an organized prayer schedule and you have all these people from all these ministries that are contacting you and wanting you to pray from Mike Barber Ministries to Bill Glass Prison Ministries, you know, all the ministries that I'm involved with between the prayer line and my church and Promise Keepers and, you know, hey, I you know, believe me, I can fill up an hour to two hours of prayer uh, real fast. Um, but you know, I haven't done it, and I can imagine what is going to transpire over the next 12 months doing this. You know, uh, wow! I mean, people are already coming to me for prayer, and you know, I'm gonna tell you right now, on a scale of one to ten, based on what I know now, after looking at all this literature on um prophet, on, on, on prophetic prayer, and and you know. Uh, being in the office of a prophet and all this, you know, I'm a one, of, you know, on a scale of one to ten, I'm a one. But even at a one, you know, the Holy Spirit has poured and downloaded revelation to me and Christopher when we wanted to lay hands on a man who's been in a wheelchair for 12 years and the Holy Ghost told me it was his kidneys and I went home and studied kidneys. I don't know the difference in a kidney and an eyeball, Okay. You know, all I know is one's in your head and one's in the back of your ribs. And that's about it. But I went home and started studying. And the Holy Ghost took me to the 14th page and showed me the creatine levels is what causes paralysis of the, from, from the waist down below. And me and Christopher went back up to the hospital. and We led this man to the Lord. We used the entire bottle. Okay, we didn't just douse him with, you know, a couple of drops of uh, olive oil. I went to Dollar General about a 10.5 ounce bottle of uh, bottle of uh, olive oil, and from the crown of his soul to the tail of his feet, um, I used the entire bottle of olive oil on David Maxwell, and God gave him his legs back. Um, you know, the what was it? The prayer? Was it me? Was it God? We know it was God, but. You know, God measures the heart. You know, I had a compassion for the man. God downloaded me a word. I had a brother there, you know, uh, that was overseeing what I was doing because Christopher's been walking with the Lord for 24 years. And, you know, Christopher, he just looked at me like I was just a big old ball of milk fire because I was on the milk, I was new, and God was using me. All I knew... If you laid hands on them, you loved them, and you opened up your mouth. Now, whether it was scripture or whatever, I know that I prayed Luke 638 over because it was the first scripture I knew. I said, Father, give it, to shall be given unto you. Good measure, press down, shaking together. You know what I mean? And, but it may have not even have been a healing scripture but gotten in my heart, you know? Christopher just looked at me and laughed. Um, He's reading on one of my books about how to grow legs out. He said, what's this about? How to grow legs out? I looked at Christopher. I said, what do you mean? You don't know how to grow legs out? And Christopher, a man of God, you know, I mean, he'll he'll tell you your address that you lived at back in 1972. But he looked at me crazy because he didn't know. he, he, He just wasn't familiar about all this growing legs out. You know, and I For me, you know, I was Hanging out with a bunch of people that grew legs Out, you know So, there's some Links for you guys If God will use me I guarantee you He'll use you Because um, I come from The bottom of the bottom of the bottom You know uh, If you haven't been to jail 33 times that I think God's going to give you, a, he may look at you before he will me, you know what I mean? Because uh, all of my disobedience, and I'm really saying this more to anyone, I'm saying it to J.C. Overcomer ministry, little one tongue talks to me every day, and, you know, in the tongue there's life and death, and you eat the fruit thereof. You know, we just pray that God will bridle our tongue. You know, our, our tongue is the, It's the deadliest weapon in our body because with our tongue, we either praise people or we murder people. And you can go to our website and go to our daily devotions, and you can see there's two jars of rice. And one of them has thank you on it, and the other one has you fool. Each jar has two cups of boiled rice in it. And the woman looks at one jar of rice and says, thank you. And the other jar of rice, she says, "She's full." And in five weeks, one jar is just perfect and fluffy and white and says, thank you. And the other one that says, "She's full," is all dilly and, you know, yucky. So, you know, I want to pray for a very special person. That the Lord has put in our life here recently, um, she's out of the southeast quadrant of the United States. I don't wanna um mention any names, but we've been praying for her her and her husband, and God's already at work um We just pray that the Lord open up more windows, that the Holy Ghost pour out his spirit on her and her husband. We pray that as she seeks the God, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, as she seeks God. And as her feet move forward going to church, getting involved in revival, getting involved in worship, regardless of what her husband does. um, Like I told her, let your legs be like concrete pillars and let the Lord be your bride. Um, And regardless of what your mate does, just tell him, look, you go do what you got to do. I'm going to go do what the Lord tells me to do, and I'm going to stand in the gap, and I'm going to pray that the Lord delivers you out of Egypt. And already, signs and wonders are following. Uh, For the first time in 10 days, she's been able to hug him. Um, he's apologizing to her. He wants to work on the relationship. So, um, hallelujah to God be all the glory. Heavenly Father, we want to pray over our guests um, in Singapore, Ophelia. Yeah. Heavenly Father, I pray that you will open up doors that can no man open. Father God, we bind and we curse the spirit of destruction, the spirit of um, abomination, the spirit of abduction, Heavenly Father, the spirit of abandonment, Heavenly Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that every strong hope of her life, Heavenly Father, will be washed in the blood of the Holy Ghost. Heavenly Father, we, we just pour out Holy Ghost fire over all of her knees. Heavenly Father, we wrap her, Heavenly Father, in a Psalms 91 prayer, Heavenly Father. And Heavenly Father, we just lift her up upon wings upon an eagle. Because Heavenly Father, she is not a crow. She will fly above all of our obstacles in the name of Jesus. Amen. Yes. Lord. Heavenly Father, Father Come over here. Uh this J C Overcomer's Ministry. Uh because you're an a evangelist, uh, we got we got about three minutes so we can uh speak in prophetic prayer over J C Overcomers Ministry. Um, uh, pray for them uh, JC uh, Pray for JC Overcomers Ministry for more souls To be reached okay. You got to have three minutes okay. Let me go eat the fire extinguisher
3: Fire ain't <laughs> Fire ain't <happen. laughs> Uh Lord God My Lord and my God He said Whoever calleth upon the name of the Lord Shall not be put to shame J.C. Overcomer's ministries, is not his business, it's your business. Lord, I am therefore lifting this ministry into your hands. I don't know them, but you know them, oh Lord. And I'm standing in the gap, oh Lord, as a collaborator. I'm declaring, oh Lord, that every ministry has a ministering angel. I'm calling upon the ministering angel of that ministry, whatever they are. To go around the vicinity, O oh Lord, my God. And bear they that the Lord has ordained to be members of the ministry. That they will come, O oh Lord, without hesitation. And be surrendered. And be given, O oh Lord, the right hand of fellowship. That they will be, O oh Lord, an overcomer. Overcomer in whatever becomes their problem or whatever they find themselves in. Let the angels lead them Oh Lord lead the souls Into the storehouse of the Lord And let all their problems Be overcome By the spirit of the Lord Father I lift up the general overseer I lift up the general overseer Oh my Lord oh my God I pray That you will give him oh Lord a VIP The VIP connection Oh Lord which means Let the vision that the Lord has given him be written, because Habakkuk says it, says, it says, write down the vision. And let the vision, O oh Lord, be explained to the members. And let him, O oh Lord, with the general of Asia, be a man of integrity. Because without integrity, O oh Lord, he cannot achieve. And above all, let him be a prayer warrior himself. Thank you for that ministry, Lord. I stand in my office as an evangelist and I declare, that any soul that cometh into that ministry, Father, let the anointing of the Holy Ghost touch such a soul, that there will be signs and wonders. Because without signs and wonders following, oh Lord, the devil will be dancing in the ministry. Therefore, Lord, I ask the anointing of the Holy Ghost to saturate that church. Saturate that church. That anyone who opens the door and enters into the sanctuary, Father, Lord, he will be touched or she will be touched at the point of his or her need. Lord, I don't know the general of Isaiah, but you know him. It's a servant of God whom you've called. And Jesus, he said, you will build your church, and the gates of hell will not prevail. Therefore, Lord, I pray that the gates of hell will not stop that church from advancing forth. The church will forge ahead, O Heavenly Father, according to the will of the owner of the church. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
2: Okay, Father Chris. All right,
3: man.
0: Well, if you're uh, tuning in or if you just uh, got what, this is Prayer International Radio. Hey, turn, uh, turn that speaker down. Uh, this is Prayer International Radio, so we're just uh, wrapping it up for the night. We just want to thank everybody in the chat room. We just lifted up uh, JT Overcomer Ministries, Sister Cheryl, uh, Little One Ton. We just speak blessings over you tonight. We just want to thank Weak Country and uh, Papa Moses tonight. God bless you uh, out in Kensington. And we just speak a blessing over all of our guests tonight. We had Singap- uh, Singapore Ophelia was on the line from Singapore, and a few others were dialed in listening. So we just want to thank them for listening. And also, you know, if you have any specific prayer requests, you can email us at national at gmail.com. If you, just because you don't hear us praying during the show, you know, I take these prayer requests throughout the day and, and actually pray over them and, you know, spend some time. My wife, too, and, and we, uh, Sean, you know, different people pray over these. We're going to start forwarding a lot of these to our brother Paul and some different people uh, we will have intercessors praying, you know, for these prayer requests. So, but, you know, this is this is how we build the kingdom of God is through prayer, worship, intercession, and, and through our obedience. And that's how the kingdom is built. And if if king of the hedge, if we're not standing in the gap, then we're not obeying the voice of the Lord concerning our brothers and sisters. You know, the, the Bible said God wondered why he could not find an intercessor. He wondered why there was no man or no woman to stand in the gap. And if, if something's out there that makes God wonder, you know, there's only two times that it ever wondered or marveled God. The first time was the fact there was, there was nobody standing in the gap. There was no intercessor. And the second thing that marveled Jesus in the New Testament was the, the lack of faith. He was marveled at their unbelief. So that's the two things that really disturb God is a lack of faith and a lack of prayer. And if you're erring on either side of that, then you're missing it. So we want to encourage you to pray. Pray without ceasing. Pray continually. 1 Thessalonians 5.17 tells us, pray without ceasing. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. And in everything give thanks, for this is the will for you in Christ Jesus. That's what it says. And so we want to encourage you, if you want to do the will of God, God's will is for you to rejoice always, to pray without ceasing, and in everything give thanks So listen, we want to thank you for tuning in tonight. If you want to give into this ministry, you can go to www.prayerinternational.org, go to the contact us page or about us page. Uh, There'll be a a donation by PayPal, or you can send it in to Hearthstone in Plano, Texas. Uh, The address will be there on the website. Also, just want to let you know, you know, we've got some different uh, IT needs and some different needs that we have uh, just to carry this broadcast. But you know, just be led by the Spirit. The Bible says in Luke, uh, it says, "Give and it shall be given." Pressed down, shaken together, and running over, it says, you know, the same measure that you give, it'll be measured back to you. So, in proportion to your, you're releasing your seed, however the Lord leads you, that's going to be the proportion you, If you're blessed by this ministry And feel the Lord leading you, sow into it If you don't feel the Lord leading you So into this ministry Then sow somewhere So that you can bless the kingdom of God Support your local church Support your ministries Support the people that are feeding you um, Because it's biblical And it's honorable And God will honor you for honoring his word So again I want to thank you for listening tonight Our prayers are, are there for you And we just thank you uh, sorry I was just reading the chat room So praise God You know again we just want to thank Everybody for listening and praying and supporting Us tonight and we will be Back same time same place typically We're 10 to midnight Central standard time uh, That may change here and there but right now That seems to be the consistent So 10 p.m. to 12 a.m. Central standard time same time Same place and tomorrow Night we'll be back listen People blessed. And I think we're going to go out with a shout of praise. Um, Yeah, I think that's what we need to do. We're going to go out with a shout of praise. In Jesus' name, amen.